Blog Talk Radio. November the 12th, 2020. We are in the Apple Valley studio tonight. The doctor is in. Tonight is our weekly food for the soul Bible study sessions with the doctor, Honorable Dr. Bishop Oscar Morris, here another week to bring us what thus saith the Lord. Tonight we are so elated 
you that are in Radio Land that can listen to us in all 68 countries across the globe. We thank you for listening to us week after week. We thank you. You know, after yesterday's show, which I'm so elated for, we had over 175 downloads just to last night's prayer session. Look how the Lord is moving. Now, you might say, well, 175, what does that mean? Well, basically what that means is people went on to Blog Talk Radio. That's the platform that we're on for the radio show. They found our show, Blessings by Grace Radio, and they clicked the download button. I mean, 175 of you beautiful people in Radio Land downloaded our show last night. Now, that's amazing. And the Lord is working, and we're so grateful that he is steadily moving in a mighty and a special way. God's grace is sufficient. Everything he does should be just enough. He doesn't have to do anything else because he's already done enough. You know how I know? Because one day he died on the cross. So someone like you and I would have a right to that tree of life. We'd have a second opportunity to get it right. And every day that we wake up, that is our chance to get it right. And if we're getting it right, if we're already there, it is our chance to continue to do it right. A lot of us in Radio Land are already there. We've already gotten it right. Then there's some that haven't just yet. And if that is the case, no matter where you are on the spectrum, doesn't matter where you fall on the ladder, just know that God is always with you. He will be right there for you. He'll be there to lead and guide you in your path. He is a light at the end of that tunnel for you. Now, tonight I just wanted to key in real quick on my little spiel that I do. I just really wanted to key in tonight to talk about reverencing of God. I just wanted to pretty much just say what it means and how we should have highly respect and honor. So when you reverence God or you reverence someone, it means that you are highly respected and you have honor for the, for God or for like someone in your church if that was the case. Reverence starts in your heart and it manifests into different actions. Now in the Bible, we are frequently instructed to reverence God, which can also be phrased as honoring or fearing God. Now 1 Samuel 12 and 24, it will tell us that only fear the Lord and serve him faithfully with all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you when we have reverenced God. It does manifest in our actions and obedience, and we also give him praise. Now, in some of the cultures in religion, there can be an overemphasis of the love and kindness of God without any attention to his holiness. Now, this is where you get into that systemic oppression with traditional religion, where you have to do what you've done every time in your church, and you can't break out and do some churches, it's always the same. And then when they reverence God, they're not reverencing him as an entirety. They're reverencing just a certain part of him, very impartial. Now, what I like to say and what I learned is, like, my church, we're not a traditional church. I'm just putting it out there. We let the Holy Ghost come into our church, and we let the Holy Ghost have his way. We're not traditional church. That means that when we start service, yes, of course, we have a prayer request, which means everybody says what they want prayer. We traditionally do have prayer requests. Someone prays. We traditionally do have the opening scripture reading. But after that, testimony service can happen with somebody giving a praise report or thanking God for what he has done. But after that, again, the Lord can step in any time during any of the service, and we let him have his way. That's why we're not traditional. We don't traditionally cut off a testimony or stop the service or stop the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost from flowing. If it's flowing, 
we're flowing with it. And God is always in our church. He's always in the building flowing. Every week he's flowing. And he might be in your church too. So that's just my little take on everything, God. You got to give him his due respect, his due diligence, because every day he breathes the breath of life into us. What we can do is give him reverence. We can give him a thankful praise, a hallelujah praise. We can give him the ultimate hallelujah and tell him thank you. Even if you just say thank you for the wake up first, remember, everything with God is real. Every time you get a blessing, it's not you. It's never going to be you. It's always going to be God first. He's always going to allow his word to manifest through your life and allow the blessings to come. It's always going to be God doing that, not you. Now, you may have the ability to um, have the task for the job. You may have the ability to work fervently. You may have the ability to do a lot of things, but God gave you that ability. This is why we give him reverence. This is why we lift him up. This is why we call his name. This is why we give him the ultimate thank you. Like Psalms 100 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Well, you're giving him thanks and praise. That's making a joyful noise unto the Lord. And there's no set time. You can do it a million times a day. But let's give him some reverence. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening to me and my little tidbit of information. As I research what I read, I like to share with you guys little tips that I read about. Remember, I am in no way conforming you. I'm not making you have a systemic oppression or traditional religious anything. I'm just sharing what I know. So if you like what I share, research more. And if you'd like to tell me, hey, well, I thought this way or that way, it should be this way or should be that way, I'm open to all suggestions. I'm still researching and learning God's word for myself. And also, too, if you have a different opinion, please don't hesitate to let me know. I would love to converse back and forth with you with the Bible and dig further and further into knowledge and research for Bible study. All right, you guys. What we're all waiting for is to be on the edge of our seat as we are listening to the teachings, the unadulterated gospel, not sugar-coated, no if, and, or buts about it, no changing commas and periods, nothing. The doctor is in, and he will give you what the Lord has given him, exactly how he has perceived or received it from God. If you're ready, get out your Bibles, get out your pens, your papers, notepads, and everything in between. Let us go to school and let us study. God bless you all. God bless you tonight in Radio Land. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and rejoice therein. As always, we thank, amen, the Lord, for our announcer, for bringing us on. And, amen, we're going to get right into the word of God to bring you food for a thought tonight. Hope and pray, amen, that it will inspire you and bless your soul. As, amen, we're taking a journey through life. And what a journey this is. Amen. But God love you tonight. No matter who you are, where you at, the Lord love you. He just wants you to obey him, but he loves you tonight. Let me, amen, come from. Oh, in the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. It's not too late. It's not too late. You can still fear the Lord. Fear is defined in the vine exposition dictionary of the New Testament words. 
as Reverend Fear of God as a control motive of the life. Fear God. God is looking for people that will fear him. His presence and which influence the disposing an attribute of one who circumstances are guided by truth in God through the indwelling spirit of God. Holy fear, that mean of fear and love, which culminates and constitutes the piety of man towards God. Do you fear the Lord? Do you fear the Lord? World that we're living in, that is in my voice tonight, do you fear the Lord? If mankind does not fear the Lord, there is a judgment that shall come up on mankind. And let me say, man, it is already here. But we have not seen anything as what we are going to see if man don't fear God. That we are living in the last days is manifesting by a blatant deterioration or reverend for the Lord. We we see a man society is deteriorated. They don't reverend the Lord anymore. Where is the fear of mankind? I'm going to say to you, if you don't fear him, you're bringing the judgment of God up on you. Suppose an amen this decade we will discuss social humanity as well as some of the moral issues associating with this deception and the destruction and philosophy that man teach. We're living in a deceiving time. Remember, God is asking you to fear him and obey him. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof belongs to the Lord. You don't own anything in this world, even though you think you do. But you don't own it. After looking at some of the problems of our sick society, we will explore what God has done about sin in the past. We will, we will observe what he seemed to be done about sin presently, and we will view the future judgment of sin. God is going to judge sin. God is going to judge sin. If humanity 
is rejecting God. That means you're rejecting, amen, your honest hope. You are sinning, and God is going to judge sin. Finally, we should study God's remedy for all the solidarity situations that sin created. Repenting, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, we will observe the importance of turning to God by obeying his word. God is still allowing us a chance through repentance. Young people in this generation, in this society, God is allowing you a chance is to repent of your sin. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. God wants to give you this personal gift that is called the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues, as the Spirit of God gives you uttering. God is looking for total obedience. Not partially, but total obedience. God's world. The earth is the Lord, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell in it. That means you, I, and everybody else, we dwell in God's word. Psalms 21 and 1. The world don't belong to humanity. It don't belong to you. It belongs to God. God is looking what is going on in his world. And he is getting tired of what's going on in his world. And he's getting ready to set the record straight. We live in God's world. We drink his water. We breathe his air. Why should we not obey his laws? Why? This is God's word. This is God's air. This is God's water. Now, why should we not obey his laws? He is the sovereign. We are the subject, whether a person is religious or not, whether he is spiritual or not, he should recognize the high power and authority of God and admit that all creation belongs to him and that he is in charge. You least say man ought to recognize that he is in charge. If you if you haven't repented and gave your life turn, you ought to recognize that the Lord is in charge. I'm talking about a holy God. Physically and spiritually, moral laws of God. We we ought to recognize this. There are physically laws that God put into place when he created the universe. 
a person might not believe in God, but he has to believe in gravity. You might not believe in God, but you believe in gravity. He may not accept concept of God. May not believe that God even exists. But he must accept the laws of the thermodynamics. Some of that damage of God's law. These laws that pissed alone before man discovered and wrote about them. Gravity predict Gallo and Newton. Because God's spiritual laws are expressed of his will and purpose. For mankind, they too exist since creation. The Lord is inseparable, inseparable from his moral law. For God's moral nature exists eternal with him. His moral law did not become law because they were written, moreover, they are expressed in the Bible. It reveals that his moral laws are involved in his purpose for mankind. The laws are there for mankind. And we ought to obey the laws of God if we don't obey God himself. There is a consequence, a great consequence coming when mankind rejects the laws of God. Since man has been restricted by the physical laws of God, even before they were understood, they sure he is accountable to obey God's spiritual law as well. Since the world belongs to God, people are obligated to obey all of his law. People is obligated. Amen is to obey all of God's law. We in a pandemic right now, it is telling you, amen. Obey the laws of the land. But there are so many, it's just plain disobedience. They don't believe any man in obeying the laws of the land. And the death toll is rising every day. Simply because mankind don't believe that he should obey or she should obey. We need God in our lives. Every human being needs God in their lives. And for the fool says in his heart, there is no God. 
only a fool will say in his heart that there is no God. When we look around and we see the hand of God, the heaven declares the glory of the Lord and the permanent showing his handwork. And if we say we don't need God, we misunderstand something. They are corrupt. That's a fool. They have done abomination work. There is none that does good. Some 14 and 1. A fool says in his heart, he don't try to do good. Then in First Timothy 4 and 8, let us know, amen, for bodily exercise profits little. But godly and unprofitable unto all, having promise of the life that now is, and of that which is to come. By the exercise, prophets little. If you are there just shouting because you know just to shout, it, 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 that don't take much effect on the Lord. You just done some exercise. Now, it's a different to me, amen, in bodily exercising, and you get under the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the presence of the Lord and praise him. You're doing two different things. God bless you. Everything good is better when God is included. Everything is better. Amen. When you include God in it. Whether it's in your business or your home, your family, or in your future, when you include God in it, it's good. It's better. Every aspect of our lives is enriched when we include him in it. Just try to live in this world without including God in your life. And that is, amen, what the scripture is going to teach us tonight. There are so many trying to live without including the creator in their life. God completes every equation. Success, marriage plus happiness. Yea, man, you can be married, but are you happy? You can have life, but are you successful? The quality of life, amen, true success can only work when God is part of the equation. True success can only work when God is in it. An equation is a statement that indicates equalness on either side. For example, two plus two equals four. 
in the same way life plus God equals spiritually marriage. Plus God equals joy. If this seemed like an oversimplification of the concept of Christianity, uh, if it seemed not to have worked, the deficiency in the equality is not God. God always complements an equality. In other words, we are obligated to expand our effort to ensure that marriage a life is all it should be by obeying the principles of God. If you obey the principles of God, your life will be sweet. Your marriage will be good if you obey the principles of the Lord. Then we have done our part and and have also included God in the equality. It will be complete. Put the law in your life, amen, in your marriage, among your family, among your children, amen. And I tell you, amen, it will be complete. It will be good. Social humanity. The dictionary, amen, defines social humanism. As a modern monotheism that is godless. It's a movement, amen, that holds that man is capable of self fulfillment. If the nifted conduct and so forth without recourse. The Bible proclaimed that it is a false philosophy that states that man is sufficient within himself, that he does not need God. We live in a time, amen, that human society, amen, human is trying to live without God. That is one of the most Biggest mistake, amen, that philosophy can put into a person's mind, you don't need God, you're self-sufficient. There is not but one is self-sufficient, and that is God himself. God don't need nobody, but we need God. Rejecting of God's knowledge. Social humanists exist self to be its own God. We got amen. We are, we will hear now, amen, stating that we are little small God. We are God. We don't, we don't need capital G O D anymore because we are God. 
We know good from evil. We don't need God. That's what social, amen, eminence is saying. It is, amen, a declaration stated that man, since he does not need God as his Savior, is his own Savior. You don't need God no more, uh, amen, as a Savior. He, he is his own Savior. He can save himself. What a lie. What a blatant lie to this. Man, you can't save yourself. It took a spotless lamb of God. It had come down from heaven, amen, and paid the price on Calvary. Man, you can't save yourself. I don't care how sufficient you think that you are. The devil's a liar to you. That's where we're at in society. If a person can be his own God, still he has no power or ability to save himself. You can't do it. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In other words, circling humanists offer no hope for this life or the life after death. It is therefore fuelless. David wrote, Lead me to the rock. There is higher than I. Psalm 61 and 2. Simple man needs a higher rock than himself. Every person needs a Savior who is higher than he is. Every person needs a Savior. They need Jesus. And I know, amen, that there are many. It, it, they, just, they don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as, amen, God. They don't acknowledge Jesus Christ died for their sin. But my beloved, one day you will find out because every eye is going to sing and every tongue is going to confess that he is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. But it's going to be too late for you to repent. Who can deliver him from his sinful nature? And give him life eternal. For a person to reject the knowledge of God is to doom himself. When you reject the knowledge of the Lord, you are doomed. You are on your way to a hell that burns with fire and brimstone. Now, you can believe that if you want to. Just keep on living. to the limitation of his own weak nature. You're going to depend upon your own weak nature to save you. You are in trouble. He closed the door for now and eternity. You don't close the door for hope for now and eternity. You don't have a chance. If you want to depend upon your simple nature, amen, you don't have a chance to get into the kingdom of God. The Bible is replaced with stories of people who plunge into 
the storm of destruction. Because, amen, they did not retain God in their knowledge. Amen. They went into a storm of destruction because they would not contain God in their knowledge. Being foolish. Think they knew how to maneuver. Think they knew how to make it on their own. And God let them run into a storm of destruction. That is where the whole world is headed at. If you don't wake up, church, you're running into a storm of destruction. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They don't want God in their knowledge. I'm talking about human society. In 2020, they don't want God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a reprobated mind. Now, God, amen, let their mind got poisoned, amen. He gave them over to their own lust and deceitful thoughts of their mind. God, amen, just gave them over to their own lustful mind, amen. To do the things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteous. Being filled with what? All unrighteous. Fornicate. They don't care. I fornicate as long as I want to, as much as I want to. This is my body. I do what I want to do with it. God don't have nothing to do with my body. You are lying. Weakness. You do what you want to do. Coverness. Cover everything. Malicious. Full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malice, whispering, backbiting, haters of God, despiteful, proud of ghosts, inventors of evil things, disobedient to prepare. Without understanding, truth breakers, without natural affection, don't have. No affection for people. Unmerciful. Who know the judgment of God that they which commit such things, they are worthy of death. If you going to be in God's world and do those things in the sight of God, a holy God, you are worthy of death. But I tell you right now, you can repent if you didn't know any better. You can repent of all of your sins, and God will forgive you. Not only do we men the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. Romans 1, 28 and 32. They got pleasure in it. They're having fun. They're having fun in their bodies, and they're going to pay for Amen. The fun that they have, they're going to pay for it. God going to say, judgment, amen, right into their bloodstream. They're going to have to live with hell in their bloodstream. Retaining to God in our knowledge. That ain't no wise man. That ain't no that ain't no wise young woman. A wise a young man, amen. A wise man will hear his father's instruction. 
obtaining of God in their knowledge act as a deterioration to sin, a crime, immorality. Rejecting of that knowledge results in the slide to war, sin, crime, and immorality. It brings you down to nothing. It brings your amen, strong, muscly body down to a frail, poor body. It brings you down to nothing. To be moral, a person must have an incentive strength. Then the temptation of immorality. You got to learn how a man is to get away from temptation when it's there. can't say God led me into it because God can't be tempted with evil. Whether the insanity is a code of law with the penalty of an attraction reward for abstaining. Men is simple by nature and is capable of a life of immoral only through the redemption of Jesus Christ. If Jesus don't redeem you, you can't be redeemed, but Jesus can redeem you if you want to be redeemed. In 2020, as we live in people that's ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth, amen. Many don't want to be redeemed. They say they having fun. I am my own man, and I am my own woman. I'm going to do what I want to do, and don't tell me about that God that you serve. God is the highest form of innocence available to man. For this reason, to reject him is to reject one's only hope for salvation and is a better life. To reject God, you rejecting salvation. You're rejecting your only hope for life. As a result, amen, of the crime wave swept over, amen, the world. Fear has gripped the heart of cities, dwellers and residents of small towns and rural areas. Not one is exempt. Doors are doubt and sometimes trivial boated, burglars alarmed. The security business is blossoming people, often terror, behind locked doors, doing a job. Each year in some cities, a few elderly people suffer and die from heat rather than open their doors and witness and risk their victim of crime. Life is on the rampage. Everyone Stepping out and children, we are in trouble. If you don't believe Jesus Christ is Lord, you are in trouble. And the Dr. Moore saying, God bless you, 
Amen. Let us pray one for another. Wow. That was so good. <laughs> I have my notes. Oh, my God. Like that was just all amazing. That was awesome. That was awesome. <clears throat> Talking about reverence towards God. Did you catch that? Like, yes, the last statement, children, we are in trouble. You do not believe in Jesus Christ. You are in trouble. Oh, wow. That last statement speaks volumes on so many levels. And he's not talking about kids, even 18. He's talking about God's children. We are in trouble. Oh, my goodness. We better wake up. We got to wake up. Oh, my God. Well, we thank you so much, so, 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 so much. For tuning in to my sisters here on Blog Talk Radio. We do apologize earlier. I know that there was a couple of people in radio when listening and they couldn't hear very clearly. Not sure why the radio airways was a little finicky, but I'm glad we stayed on and, of course, we were able to hear in the end. So we do truly, truly, truly thank you. And don't forget, Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m., we are in the store house, 8516. South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. If you cannot be in L.A. on Sunday morning to see how we have a Hallelujah praise, you're more than welcome to listen here. We always do Sunday morning worship service and Sunday morning teaching and speaking here on Blogside Radio every Sunday morning at 1130 a.m. So tune back in. We'll be back on Sunday. You'll hear us at a live church service in the progress. And if you miss us, then every Wednesday and Thursday, 9.30 p.m. until 10.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on this California time, we're here for you. We do it because we love you with the love of Jesus. So we bid you adieu. Good night. God bless you. Have a blessed and highly favored weekend. And remember, let your kindness and let your spirit of God and your agape love for God and his people be contagious. Let your light shine and rub off on the next person so they can also have the love of Christ. We say God bless you. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>